Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, how are you, my sweet friends? As I'm recording this, it is Saturday, and I've had a good week. I hope you did too. I have a lot to look forward to right now. My mom is about to fly in all the way from Germany, and I get to spend all of August with her, so I'm very excited for that. Today, I'm feeling a bit tired because we stayed out late last night picking wild blackberries on a friend's property, which was a very nourishing experience, not just for the juicy berries. But tonight, I'm definitely ready to have the house quiet down a little bit earlier. Did you get yourself a cup of coffee or tea? How are you feeling? Is there anything that comes to mind that you're particularly grateful for today? Where are you listening in from? Thank you so much for everyone that has reached out since the last episode. I cannot tell you how happy that makes me. I always thought that recording a podcast would be fun, but it turns out that it's actually that stepping into community with you guys that really is the gift for me here. Speaking of unexpected gifts, so this episode wasn't exactly planned, but sort of came to me this week. As one of my reels that I have made about this got a lot of attention on my Instagram feed, at least um, in terms of my own numbers. And so I wanted to use the podcast to go a little bit deeper into this. To be honest, when I made the reel, I did not expect it to resonate as much as it did. And it didn't par feel particularly profound. But the fact that it landed really well just reminded me again that life really isn't always about these big life-changing events or these massive self-growths, but rather about small pearls of consistent moments that make us feel good. So the reel I'm talking about was about um, something I called the 10-minute nourishers. I listed a few things that I can do with very little time that have a big impact on my physical well-being and my mental health and my overall mood. As a matter of three, these are things I can do when the kids have immersed themselves in independent play for a bit, or even when they are around but content and their needs have been met. For me, some of these gentle nourishers are gentle movement, like a 10-minute yoga stretch. It's making myself a cup of coffee in peace and enjoying it largely uninterrupted. And while it's still warm, it's going outside and taking note of the season by, for example, watching the rain or listening to the birds and noticing the blooms or watering my patio herbs. It's picking a coffee table book out of my shelf or my gigantic library stack and sitting down on my kitchen table to flick through it and read bits and pieces of it that speak to me. It fills me with so much inspiration and awe to look at artfully curated books like that 
and reading the stories of the people behind the homes or recipes. And it doesn't require the same amount of concentration than, let's say, starting a new novel or immersing myself in a work of nonfiction. Another one for me is definitely breath work. And I feel 10 minutes is a decent amount to focus on breath and to reap the benefits of it. Another one is um, to cold plunge in our little above ground pool in the colder months, or right now to just jump in for a quick refresh or, you know, a bit of a swim by myself. We have some larger trees in the backyard, so I love swimming on my back and just looking up into the sky and the treetops. It really fills my cup. But mind you, I still live in the middle of a city, so it is not quite as romantic as you might think. There's still electricity lines and traffic noise in the distance, but it is a small sanctuary that I've created for myself. At the bottom of the reel, which was basically a list of these things that I just told you about, I asked the question, do you know yours? And I really think it was this question that made the reel popular. It is fascinating how few of us actually are aware of the things that replenish us and replenish us quickly that are fairly easy things to do, but quickly bring us back into a state of calm. I am almost certain that for most of us, it is easier to list five stressors in your life than five things that will tip your mood back into balance. There is so much talk about self-care these days and all the big ways, and mind you, capitalist-inspired ways to practice self-care, and yet the daily, sustainable, effortless practices of it is still something that most of us struggle with. But what is self-care? I think it's to recognize yourself. It is to feel yourself and to be able to feel into which need is arising for you. And then it's about taking your needs seriously. It is knowing what feels good. And it is knowing which boundaries to hold. It is being friendly towards yourself. And it is about doing what feels good. So self-care really means that we are objective observers of ourselves so that we can recognize and identify our needs. And the more self-love we extend to ourselves, the more we will feel a yearning towards proper self-care. And there is no self-care without mindfulness because it takes mindfulness to have the ability to recognize our needs. Mindfulness or present moment awareness is tuning out the past and the future and to root us deeply into the moment. And it is in the current moment that we can recognize our needs. So to land in this present moment, we have to practice slowing down. And I think that is why I care so deeply about the slowdown movement and in particular slow motherhood because self-love, self-care, mindfulness, and slowing down are all really deeply intertwined. And if we can learn to invite them together, they will dance so very beautifully together. As a mother, gentle self-care starts with no longer pushing my own needs behind everyone else's needs. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I am the loving caretaker of three little ones. And my role as a gentle parent is to meet their needs or to help them take care of their own needs. And there are still moments when I realize I had to go to the bathroom about 10 minutes ago, but I tended to everything they needed first. However, I allow myself more and more to see my own needs as important as the ones of my children. That is good for me because it will help me to prevent burnout. Caregiver burnout or caretaker burnout is real. And why wouldn't it apply to us mothers? We are caregivers, but also because showing my kids that my needs matter as much as theirs shows them how to love themselves. Whole humans with a lot of love towards themselves will make decisions that are kind towards their body and soul, and then they're in a good place to also be kind to others. And isn't that what we ultimately wish for our children? That they learn how to take care of themselves well and to have integrity and know how to hold a boundary even in moments of pressure. My role as the mother is to model that precious self-love and self-care and to embody it. Notice also if you are already so emotionally drained that it seems like hard work to do something good for yourself. You may be so energy poor, so depleted, that you feel you have nothing left to invest in yourself. But now it is especially important to take a breather a few times a day. Now, self-care does not need to look like selfishness, or let me actually rephrase that. Self-care is not selfish, period. And there's definitely ways to practice it while your kids are alongside you. And as a matter of fact, it is very important to find ways to deeply nourish us, both when we're by ourselves but also while spending time with our kids because otherwise we are truly limited. We are truly limiting ourselves in the time we actually get to practice self-care. So this is where the 10-minute nourishers come into play. It is important to actually know a few quick nourishes that you can easily integrate into your day as the opportunity arises. Because if you don't, then you will find yourself surprised about an open window of time and opportunity, and you're going to end up filling it with housework or busy work or just scrolling on your phone instead of truly resting and doing something nice for yourself. And without moments of rest throughout our busy days, I find it hard to meet the needs of my children. So my suggestion to you is to think about what feels really good for you. Make it small things, things you can start at a moment's notice, things that don't require a big setup. Make yourself a list of your nourishers and then hang them where you can see them. And the next time you get a window of uninterrupted or peaceful 10 to 15 minutes, you pick one and you just go do it. Drop everything and just do it. Society often places very unrealistic expectations on us mothers, expecting us to be selfless and constantly prioritize our family's needs over our own. And this cultural pressure can make us feel guilty or selfish when we take time for ourselves. 
I have intensely studied everything self-care and motherhood, and I still find myself experiencing that guilt every once in a while. But once you have tapped into your 10-minute nourishers a couple of days in a row, it will get easier to drown out these thoughts of all the productive things that you could be doing instead. Because as you've heard me mention in this podcast before, that is patriarchal conditioning. Your worth is not attached to your productivity, productivity, <laughs> and your busyness. So just do the thing that fills your cup so that you can pour from it the rest of the day. So here at the end of this episode, let me share a few more 10-minute nourishers that came up from my Insta community. And thanks to everybody who shared theirs. So there was a quick walk outside, journaling. One mother wrote, nothing better than my favorite coffee, good music, and a good book. Most days, that's all I need. Again, you know, that's just proving that self-care really does not need to be this grand gesture. Fresh air. Meditation. Stretch and sunlight. Oh, Somebody wrote, making an offering to Mother Earth or tending to my altar. That's beautiful. Lying in my hammock. Herbal tea to match my cycle phase. Wow, that's great. Splashing cold water into my face. All of these are beautiful and easy. Oh, and mostly free. Because frankly, I do see how the form of self-care that is conventionally marketed to us is, is a big privilege and often requires a bigger investment than many of us can actually make. But I really do want to make my work around self-care and slowing down as attainable as possible. So I love these easy, free suggestions. So yeah, let me know uh, what came up for you. What are your nourishers? Do you find it easy to practice self-care or are those old beliefs and the feelings of guilt holding you back to enjoy an uninterrupted 10 minutes. If you think this was valuable advice, as so many of you have already told me in the comments and messages on Instagram, then please keep sharing and keep sharing that reel. You can find it on my feed. And make sure to share this podcast with a few friends today if it landed well with you. I really appreciate you. And I talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about milk and coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey, and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now, and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?